I think you'll agree it's been a long journey which brings us to tonight. More than six months ago, I was in one of the parishes, and I wanted to make sure I had everyone's attention, so I said to the congregation, I'm going to tell you how to vote in this sermon. Everybody was paying attention. And I said, and this is how it works. There are about 200 days before the election. There are 200 chapters in the New Testament. If you want to know how to vote, read one chapter a day and ask the Lord to guide you in your decision. And afterwards, this man walked up to me and said, I was prepared to be mad at you. I said, well, get busy with the scriptures. And now we're on the eve. And so the message is really the same. We ask the Lord to bless us in the important decision which we have to make. We ask the Lord to bless our nation. And as Catholics, this can be a very, very challenging election. For we know there are so many issues. For us, abortion, euthanasia, embryo-destructive research, acts of racism, same-sex marriage. All of these are actions we should never do as individuals or a society because they are always incompatible with love of God and neighbor. And obviously, too, in our preparation for tomorrow, we know that there are many other serious issues, among them the economy and capital punishment, immigration, foreign policy, the approach to terrorism, the environment, systemic racism, health care, and religious liberty. And although the choice is how best to respond in the second group, Catholics cannot dismiss or ignore where the church teaches on these. The distinction between the two groups is most important. The distinction between what is intrinsically evil and other serious issues. The first step in developing an objective scale of values for these issues, and hopefully you've already done that, is only the first step. I'd like to use an example. As we all know, the church is opposed to abortion, and the church is opposed when society can protect itself by other means to the death penalty. But these issues don't carry the same weight for the Catholic conscience. First, they differ in number. Abortion results in the killing of almost one million innocent children every year, more than 50 million since the 1973 decision of the Supreme Court. The death penalty resulted in the killing of 28 people in 2015 and 1,437 since 1976 when the Supreme Court found the death penalty legal. I'm against both, but they differ both in kind and in number. Abortion is the direct willed killing of the innocent. The death penalty is the willed killing of those found guilty in a court of law. Sometimes when we consider all the election issues and give each its proper weight, we are left in a dilemma. And if my conversations with people around the archdiocese are any example, there's a lot of people who are in a little dilemma. For if one candidate is unacceptable on a set of issues, that are non-negotiable for a Catholic voter, while the other candidate is unacceptable on a set of issues that a Catholic voter can't ignore, what should happen as we prepare to cast our vote?
tomorrow. First, and that's why we're here, we need to pray. We need to pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I think a wonderful uh, prayer that you could say tomorrow as you're waiting in line and they tell us there'll be long lines. And those of you who are smart enough to vote early, thanks for coming to the Mass tonight for extra credit. <laughs> we can stand in line and we can say, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come. Why is that important? Well, look at the life of St. John Paul II and how his prayer and his witness changed the culture in his native Poland. It is also possible to vote for the candidate that you feel will do the least harm, but only after giving each issue its proper weight. It takes a long time to reflect and to develop our conscience, if that's the case. And finally, and I find this something that up to this election I had never, it had never occurred to me, uh, is it possible not to vote? Or at least not to vote for one position or another. Uh, and this too is a drastic step because it silences us. And we all know that voting is a very important thing for every American citizen. I understand that Catholics this year may feel politically disenfranchised, sensing that no party and too few candidates fully share in the church's comprehensive commitment to life and to the dignity of every human person from conception to natural death. But I did not believe that this is the time for retreat or discouragement. Rather, it's a time for renewed engagement where we must defend our faith. We must work to preserve religious freedom. And those challenges will exist even after tomorrow. So tomorrow, when you cast your vote, first look not only at what a candidate says about a particular issue, but also what they have done in regard to that issue. And of course, this is something we do at every level. Secondly, look not only at a candidate's position on an issue, but also whether they have the ability to influence that particular issue. And what advisors or judges or other candidates do they support? In the short time which exists, we also need to do three things. Some little act of penance, and if there's not time, we can promise God we'll do it afterwards. Uh, maybe a little fasting, uh, never hurts me, and you can say, you can say that again. Maybe a little fasting and prayer. Now, in my homily, which I had prepared yesterday, I was gonna say, please say two rosaries. But the good news is, you've already got one in. You're halfway there. And so, why do we do this? Because we have a special gift. Obviously, we all realize that uh, being a citizen of this country is a gift. But in addition to that, we've been baptized into the body of Christ. And because of that, we can turn to the Holy Spirit and ask the Spirit to guide us. Asking the Holy Spirit to speak to our heart before we check a box or pull a lever. And then afterwards, 
to pray every day at every level for those who are elected. I saw a great question on one of the blogs. It said, before you complain, ask yourself this question. Since the last election, did you pray every day for the people that you voted for who were put in office? I wish I could say yes. I prayed once in a while, obviously every day for the prayers of the church. But what kind of nation will we have four years from now? If everybody in this church makes the commitment to pray every single day for whoever it is who gets elected. Because we believe that the Holy Spirit can change hearts, can change minds, can change a nation. And my brothers and sisters, we have a lot to work to do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.